This podcast is a production of Mutant Donkey. Uh, if you like Mutant Donkey, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mutant donkey. You can also follow us on Twitter at mutant underscore donkey. We also have a presence on YouTube at the Mutant Donkey channel, so please like and subscribe if you like this. Thank you. Fair warning. The Mutant Donkey podcast may be inappropriate for people without a sense of humor or for people under the age of 30. Thank you for listening. Oh shit. Bless, bless you. Uh oh. <laughs> this is still 911 in California? Let me call. <laughs> <laughs> Should we be laughing at that? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. Can anyone, you're alive? <sighs> I think so. Okay. Yeah. I can see how you would think it's kind of a conundrum to like write a game down that you played a lot, but like just because, you know, like people get in bad relationships and so you know what I mean? Like, it's like just because yeah. you were with somebody for five years doesn't mean that they're like a great person and that you should should have been with them. Kenny Mint's yeah. in an abusive relationship. Hey, Uncle Andrew. This is a video game. Howdy, howdy. Perfect toxic, timing as always. Abusive. Kind of abusive. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, more toxic than abusive. Yeah. Welcome I to guess the Mutant Donkey Podcast. Like, you still get bullied, though, so it's kind of like, you know. Look, we can actually hear Moopy now with a new microphone. Isn't that great? Okay. Yeah. Sounds really clean, too. Yeah. Nice. She, she sounds clean. Unfortunately, that means we'll have to listen to what she has to say. Almost like she doesn't have corona this time. I, I do, actually. She claims that she has corona, in which case we're all dead. That's okay. I've lived a good <laughs> life. I have two kids that actually almost listen to me. So Almost. Yeah, almost. Not not quite, though. Almost yeah. to the win. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Donkey Podcast. Again. <laughs> Yay, everybody cheer. Woo! Yay! Yay! Donkey! podcast okay so yeah who wants to start us off anybody's itching to talk about something right away right now before we do anything else uh no i played talk about like what we've been doing yeah everything what you've been watching what you've been doing what you've been playing and who have you been doing if you choose to share uh, us i don't know uh. <laughs> um i'll start for fun um so i was playing gloria victus and i finally kind of um Actually, I'll, I'll actually I'll tell you that I'll tell you like the short version. So I said it was toxic. I didn't really uh, say why it was toxic. So it turns out that um, apparently, um, like the, I, I kind of don't get along with the leader sometimes. Like sometimes we get along well, but he's kind of like a he's kind of like a hot and cold personality, and he likes to pick on people. And there were there was me and one other guy that he kind of liked to pick on. One of the guys that he would pick on was like really high up in the guild, and the other guy was. And, uh, anyways, I, I, I found out from one of the officers that they were talking about, um, trying to get me to give them my, get, like, donate, a, so I have a lot of crafting materials, because I craft a lot, so there was a plot to basically get me to donate a bunch of my stuff to the guild and then kick me. Oh, and kick you out? So, Holy shit. I decided that that was kind of a toxic thing, and that I probably shouldn't, uh, be there, so I kind of, uh, moved on. From Gloria Victus for the most part. Oh, I thought you had changed guilds or something. That, that's the problem with GV. It's such a small game that, like, 
you know, I was basically in like the 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 good guild in Sangmar, okay. and it's like there's really no other. You know what I mean? Like there's there's kind of nothing else, unfortunately. Okay. So so that was why I decided. You know, it was toxic and etc. So, uh, so me and some of the people from GV moved on to the worst game on the planet. Um, <laughs> Which is called Life is Futile MMO. Oh, that's an actual uh, MMO. Huh? I didn't know that was an MMO. Yeah, well, they they've actually done like several games. Like they've done um, like Life is Futile Forest Village, and then they've done your own, which is kind of like a server, you know, kind of a server-based whatever version. Like you can have your own little server with like up to thirty-two players. And there's also an MMO, and the and they kind of abandoned everything else, and they just work on the MMO pretty much now. Okay. Um, so we started. So so there was there's similarities. Like the combat is not nearly 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 as good as GV's, but it's got a lot of similarities to GV. It's open world PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very very deep um, crafting systems. It's got a lot of depth and a lot of um, stuff you can do and like the world it's it's kind of like it's a little bit minecrafty like you can actually like dig tunnels and dig mines you can actually like raise and lower terrain and um there's a lot of stuff you can build it's incredible and it's incredibly deep uh especially if you like crafting the skill system is you basically earn experience points by doing things and then you actually dump the XP into skills, like it takes real time, like it's like EVE Online, so basically like you have XP in your pool, mm-hmm. and then you select like what skill you want to level up, and like over time your XP drains into that skill and your skill levels up, but like it, it takes real world time. Um, but the skill diminish if you stop uh, using okay. that skill? I'm sorry, say that again? Does the skill diminish if you stop using it regularly? No. No? Okay. No. Um, there is a skill cap. You can only have a thousand points in skills, so like nobody can do everything. It's got like a lot of skills. It's really deep, and you can it like it takes a long time to get your skills high. And there's like a lot of stuff you can do, and it's it's like it's kind of like a lot of things like Seven Days to Die and whatnot, where you start, you know, you kind of have like a Stone Age and a Copper Age and an Iron Age, and you know, and eventually, I mean, there's no technology. It's medieval, but you do get to, you know, eventually you can build a castle. Like, you see what I mean? You start with, like, this horrible little wooden stick <laughs> teepee. And then you can eventually build, like, a small house and a bigger house and then, like, a huge house. And then eventually you can build a castle. And you can literally, like, there's provinces and fiefs. Like, my guild, we, we just got a fief. Like, so we're part of, like, someone's kingdom. And we've got, like, our own land that we can build on and work on. And... and you know, like tree, like you plant trees and they take real time to grow. Like they take about one and a half to four weeks real lifetime Holy for a tree shit. to grow. And you have to like dig a mine and find iron ore and find copper ore and all these materials and, you know, chop down trees and like carry the logs. Like it's very fucking grindy, pardon my French. <laughs> but I cannot, like I'm a person who likes to grind. Like I like grindy games. I'm a grinder. Mm-hmm. This game is damn grindy. Like damn grindy like borderline too grindy for me like Just it is kind of but it's pretty cool so we're like building you know we're building our we built a village it was really nice but we there's called a green what's called the green zone that's like the safe zone um there's a little bit of green zone around the world and then most of the world is pv 
and so we we just yeah. left our little green zone village and now we're we're we literally are back to the stone age because we had to leave all our stuff behind so we literally have like stone axes and crap and we're like starting over but in the pvp zone now that we kind of know what we're doing so you said most of the world was pvp yeah most of the world is pvp okay and they can yeah, invade your cool. little farm or whatever and kill it and torch it yeah so exactly people can raid you they can uh steal your stuff they can kill you they can uh yeah it's like full pvp there's a kind of a thing where and they can also take your like ultimately they could just kind of raid you and take your stuff but they can also there's a thing called judgment hour mm -hmm. which depending on like how basically how uh rich your your guild is and how much stuff you have like it's a lot it's like a state of war in gloria victus so there's a time when people can capture your stuff okay and you have to defend it so like you you can select the time window that people can attack you and then people um during that window like they can come attack you and take your your home basically so you have to defend it so it's the same as gv okay so i see it's also early access right are the developers really active on here no they suck they uh <laughs> They um, they actually like were silent for like a long time, and they just like finally th released a thing like you know saying kind of like we're sorry we've ignored you for the last like year, but we're gonna do this and this and this. So okay. they're kind of like a lot of devs where they just kind of milk it and you know like they're not not super active. Yeah, they're not uh, incentivized, I guess, because they're already getting. Yeah, there's also right? only one server. <clears throat> they they used to have a North American server and a Europe server, but the population's not big enough. So now there's just one server hosted in Germany. So the ping is pretty. Crap. Oh, it's not wow. noticeable in PVE, but in PVP it's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of suck. All right, what else are you doing? Oh, we also tried. We also just very briefly, we did try Volcanoids. Um, okay. It was on sale on the Steam sale, and it's got it had like a multiplayer update. It's it's pretty cool. It's like a little game where you have like a ship that you upgrade, like a little drill ship, and you like go around and like kind of get resources and upgrade your ship and like kill these like robot things and yeah it's kind of a little it's kind of a semi-crafty you know kind of fun okay it's not too expensive cool it's got kind of like a steampunk it's a, steampunk. It's a steampunky kind of kind of yeah. game okay cool yeah so there was a drill thing looking like from what is that movie mortal engines that's what it kind of reminds me of oh yeah the one that we tried to watch but then Mopi was like no that was a good movie I yeah, we, liked it. we watched it. We liked that. It was. I actually thought it was pretty good. Oh, that's, I bought it actually. It's a solid movie, man. I like Mortal Engines. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kennyman, are you still talking about stuff? Yeah, that's, or? That's, and I haven't really been watching anything, to be honest with you. Although at some point I'm going to watch Cobra Kai. I know, and we happy that Cobra Kai is now coming to something else rather than YouTube, so we can actually watch it. Yeah, it's <laughs> on Netflix. That? I think it's on Netflix now. Oh, it is on Netflix right now. If it's not, it will be very soon, but I thought it already was. What am I still doing here? Yeah, okay. Wait, no. <laughs> I mean, all right. So uh, I guess should we go to who who wants the floor next? I'll take the floor. All right. Go for it. That's Ethan Cito right. from Texas, I think. From Texas. You think? No, I'm Ethan Cito from California. Hmm. I am playing uh, Viscera Cleanup Detail. What? Which oh, I, I looked at that one with Ethan. Yeah, they're Ethan. Looks, looks kind of fun. Yeah, so so you know the movie Aliens? We, I so know of the movie, yes. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> it's like you're the guy who shows up afterwards <laughs> and has to clean all the shit up. 
That is kind of funny. Yep, so you're like mopping up blood and guts and stuff, and you're tossing it in the trash. You're like a and space then, janitor. Yeah, and then there's like flash drives or whatever that have pieces of story on them. I don't really pay attention to that, I just throw those in the incinerator, but... <laughs> I mean, they're there for you if you people. want them. There was this, uh... There was this one level that I played with Alec yesterday, where uh, there's no gravity, so that like it's a huge freaking mess and there's blood and guts just floating everywhere. We had to throw everything out the airlock. <laughs> oh man. So do you have like gravity guns or what was that gun from Half-Life where you can actually grab stuff? Oh no, we don't have that. We have to use our hands. Oh. Yeah. So you got like a mop I'm and you use that for mopping up blood and stuff and then you can switch to your hands with that you use to like pick up everything. Yeah. And it can get a little bit annoying sometimes because there's like bullet casings where people were shooting each other and you have to like pick those up and put them in a bin and you have to pick up the bin and take it somewhere. And if you bump into something, everything flies out of the bin. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. And like uh, the water, once you like clean your mop with the water buckets, mm -hmm. the water will get bloody. And then if you bump the bucket, it'll just spill all the blood back on the floor. That happens to me a lot, where Alec will just, like, mop things up, but he'll leave the buckets there, and I'll bump into them, and there's just a huge mess on the floor. <laughs> to clean everything up again? Yeah. So, I mean, other than cleaning, is there an actual point to this game? I mean, is the game actually well, fun? Like, you clean, and then what the, happens? You just go home and get paid? The point of the game is cleaning. Yeah, it's fun, because you, you basically you get graded on how much you manage to clean, and then if you do well, they promote you, and if you do bad, they fire you. When it's nice you. to relax with. Is the game over when they fire you, or what happens? No, the game, it's not, it's not like a campaign game, as far as I know. You know, if they fire you, then you just pick another level and you do it. Oh, I see. So it's level by, level, by level, as you're picking. Yeah, and they have a, they have a wide variety of levels. Okay, well, I will let you clean. I don't think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna watch that, sh that game from far away. <laughs> I wanna get my hands dirty, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So what else are you playing? Uh, I've been playing this game called Pathway. It's kind of like Indiana Jones a little bit. Indiana Indy Jones? So you're, so you're like fighting Nazis in Africa and stuff. Because oh, you're yeah. on a mission and there's like temples and whatnot. And like boulders that like run you down? Actually, I haven't seen any boulders yet. I've ha I have had to deal with zombies though. In one of those crypts. And then the tarantulas. What was that called again? Pathway? Pathway, okay. Yeah, so basically, it's a turn-based game. Uh, I don't really know what to compare it to. I guess the Final Fantasy thing would, would be a little bit close. Mm -hmm. So basically, you have to get to a destination, and, you know, it's like FTL of the map, where you click on the different things, oh, I see. and, and you, you go there. Going. Okay. Yeah, so you do that, and like you can't run out of fuel, and you can't. So it's uh, like a roguelike. Not no? exactly like that. So there, there are like five set levels or campaigns or whatever, mm -hmm. and then you can edit the difficulty and the some settings and stuff. And then basically the pathway, like the routes that you can take, are the same, but the the random events are different. Oh, okay. I realized that to conserve ammo, you can just stab people with knives. So whenever there was somebody, like one enemy left, 
I would just have everybody charge them and stab them to death so I don't have to waste ammo. I guess, uh, other than that, there's Team Fortress 2, which I haven't been playing because it's unplayable recently. It is? Yeah, for the past several months, it's just been flooded with bots. Really? Yeah. The for, People are just so, so toxic that they're like teams of hackers or whatever that set up hordes of bot accounts that just go and aimbot and say stupid stuff in the chat and <laughs> ruin everybody's fun. And then Valve... Uh, Valve did something in response to that. They like... They made it so that you can't uh, change... You can't change your name in the middle of a game. Because what the bots would do to avoid getting kicked is they would change their name to some oh. other player that was also in the game, and then that guy would get kicked instead. The real question is, why would somebody, like, why would somebody, like, make that bot? I don't know. Uh, I guess some people... Can they get loot crates or something? Like, is there some financial, you know, like, get things to trade? Can they no, buy items or something? There's there's no financial gain at all. I mean, it's mostly, the, the point is just that, you know, TF2 is a free game, so it's not a lot of effort to make an account. Yeah, it, they're basically just trying to ruin the fun. I think part of it might be frustration with Valve because they've ignored TF2 for a long time. The last update was in like 2017, I think. That's an old game, though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but they're still playing. Like, it's still on the top 10 Steam charts consistently. Yeah, I mean, people love it, I guess. I, but I guess, you know, I guess Dota 2 gets consistent updates and uh, Team Fortress doesn't, right? Not anymore. Yeah, and CSGO has been around since 2010 and it still gets updated. A ton. TSCO has been around since 2001. Not 20. No, that was Counter Strike. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, CS, whatever. Team Fortress Classic is a lot different from Team Fortress 2. Yeah, it's changed a lot, but you can still play the original game. I mean, if you got the original settings, right? Without people getting all the weird guns and all the stuff that they added on there. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the, the original Team Fortress game itself, not Team Fortress 2. Team oh, okay, the, the first Team Fortress, not the second yeah. Team Fortress. Okay, yeah. No, I never the played first, the first one. Yeah, the first one was more like uh, Call of Duty. Like, oh. people had gr like every class had grenades that you could throw okay. and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, I never, I've never even seen footage of Team Fortress 1. Uh, actually, when Team Fortress 2 first came out, what was it, 2007? Yep. Uh, I didn't even know. I'm like, Team Fortress 2, where the hell was 1? Like, I didn't <laughs> know 1 existed. But anyway, uh, moving on, Ethancito, what else you want to talk about? What else? Um, yeah, no, I think that's about it for that's me. That's good. Okay, who wants to take the floor after Ethancito? Okay, Mopi, you got anything for us? Okay, so, well, right now I'm playing Borderlands, actually. Borderlands? Yeah, so it's pretty cool, because... Um, oh, the bad one? You two played without me, so mm -hmm. I guess I have to play on my own and beat the game without me. That game really it's... sucked. Yeah, I guess you're learning why we played without you now, right? Yeah, that game was not even worth, like, even our <laughs> time. Like, I'll play Borderlands 3 with you, Mopi. We'll, like... Yeah, Borderlands 3, you have an open invitation. Borderlands pre pretty cool. We tried to save you from... It was painful, man. <laughs> oh. Finding, that game is rough. Yeah, finding all the secret places, it was not, not fun. Yeah, I'm struggling right now, but... Six weeks just to jump from one place to another mm -hmm. with floaty hopping. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm not crazy of that lunar gravity in in that pre-sequel. Oh, game. I I love it. I love it really? so. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. No, me neither. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm playing really like, right now. But last night I was playing the forest. <gasps> the forest with you two. Whoa. Well, in art. You yeah, two. Arturo Laverga was playing with us last night. Donkey in art. Thing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. He didn't know how to make a campfire. No, like Bono was there, and Edge was there. And Edge. Same with you too. Yeah, well, it was the first time you played the game, so I guess we can't give it yeah, too much yeah. of our time. But it was kind of funny. But yeah, we haven't played that in forever, and so I was like, we need to play this because it's a good game. The Force is a brutal game. Go ahead. I want to find my son Timmy. Yeah, Mopi wants to find Timmy, and I'm like, ah, oh, Timmy's probably on the side of a cliff, completely frozen, dead. You know. Uh, no, he's not. Poor Timmy. He is. Timmy is dead. He's they not ate dead. him. They spat him out. You know, he's done. No. Yeah. I don't believe that. That's my son. You're talking about. I want to get out of the island. I don't care about finding this Timmy boy you talk about. Uh, that's that's your son. <laughs> My character is black. I've looked at the pictures of Timmy. Timmy is definitely white. Mopi seems more attached to a fictional child that she's ever met than like actual people. Yeah, if I had an actual child, I would say, okay, you're dead. But Timmy, what? man, Timmy. Yeah, you should hear her on a talk. She's like, babies are gross. They are disgusting. But apparently, yeah, Timmy has to be saved. Yeah, Timmy babies for some are, reason. They're absolutely disgusting. Like, why would anyone want a baby? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Besides Timmy. <laughs> it wouldn't be here if we had not had disgusting babies, Mopi. What? It wouldn't be here if we wouldn't have had disgusting babies. No, Timmy was like the exception baby. You were so oh, disgusting. Me? Oh, yeah. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yeah, why ever have a kid, right? Exactly. Why do you have two? Uh, I don't know. That's a question for another podcast, okay? <laughs> should have learned from the first one. See how you turned out. Oh, I think that's an offline question. Yeah, no kidding. That's an offline. That's a, that's a quiet place question. You guys are gonna have a late night tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is what happened. Adriana likes to bully me. She'll send me all these memes that talk crap about the first child. Like one thing she sent was the first pancake never turns out the best. <laughs> <laughs> It's really sad because it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, well, bye then. <laughs> I'm gonna have to exit this conversation. <laughs> so, Multi, what have you been watching? <laughs> well, she hasn't been watching No Game No Life with me. Okay, actually, I was huh? gonna DM you and say let's watch No Game No Life, but then I forgot. <laughs> what is No Game uh-huh. No Life? What is that? I never heard of it. It's an it's an anime. Yeah. That we've been watching together. We started in person, then went yeah. online. Is that the one yeah. with the gambling kids? No, that's Kaki. Well, well, I forgot that. I don't know how to pronounce there's, it. There are two. That that does have the gambling kids in well, it. It, it, oh, does, it does, but it's not the one he's talking about. He means the one with, you know, Yumiko. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like i haven't been watching that but i will okay with ethan one day what else have you not been one day i've not been watching made sama what also because i because ethan watched it i remember and i watched like a few episodes and i thought this is really weird so then like a few years later i watched it 
and now that's what I'm watching or not watching now. So what is it about? <laughs> that's what you're not watching now. <laughs> Other than saying it's just anime, what is it about? With it. Oh, I already. Oh, I said this in the last one, but I got you know didn't pick up. So you know, it's the maid. Uh, the what? It's maid like cafe. a girl. It's a. So yeah, there's a cosplay cafe that the main character works at, and she's also the the vice president or something like that. Of the school. No, the, uh, not vice president. She's like. What is she? She's the class president of the school. Yeah, class president mm. of the whole school, and everyone kind of is annoyed by her. Because she's also a bit sexist, like, she doesn't like guys at all, really. She doesn't? So... I guess she doesn't want no. babies either. But she... Uh, probably, to be honest. But, yeah, she Shh. just... She's Lebanese? <laughs> <laughs> to start with, yeah. She, she overworks, and there's just, like, a lot of some issues in the school and at home for her and i don't know it's it's interesting because she also works at a cosplay cafe and she dresses up as a maid and she doesn't want anyone in the school to know because she's embarrassed of that but yeah it's, it's cool okay so what have you been watching yeah i mean that is what i have been watching <laughs> oh. no you said you weren't watching that i know that's a joke oh that's a joke okay okay now I'm gonna have to open up the door to Andrusito, who's gonna regale us with Last of Us 2 for like two hours, right? No, because I can't <laughs> give away any spoilers. The first game is an escort mission, the whole game, and it's amazing. So yeah, that, that's good. This one is not an escort mission at all. You, you actually feel bad, especially in the second one, for killing all these people. Especially a dog. Good God, you kill a dog. Kill and a dog? That's yeah, it. you kill a dog and you hear the owner like scream the dog's name and start crying like Jesus Christ I, I couldn't kill them fast enough to make it stop So this is like playing the villain in a story basically No, 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 you don't play the villain anybody who liked the first game I would recommend it because it is so one of the things I would say and I wish uh, Ethan was on the podcast because we talked about this last time one thing I will say is my whole idea about what this game was is completely wrong. This is not I spit on your grave. This isn't just a straight up uh, simple revenge tale. It, it ties way more into the first game than I thought it would, and it ties into a lot of... And that's the whole thing, is if you enjoy the world that was built in the first game, there's a lot of that world in this game. You see a lot more of what's going on outside of just Ellie and Joel. Yeah. And that's what I like. Okay. Well, I look forward to them putting that game on PS now, so eventually I can play it. So, have you playing or watching anything else? Uh, so, uh, Candyman was right. I finished the Tom Clancy second season. Good God. I don't understand, man. Like, uh, the second season, like, for some reason, the dude is really pissed off and, like, really angry and mean for actually no reason. I don't, I don't get why, but... Like, the second season just doesn't connect. It's weird. Like, it doesn't... It's not the same. So, Candyman was right, man. Season what? I, I missed that part. Uh, the... the uh, shit, I forgot what it's... The Tom, Tom Clancy. Clancy. The Tom Clancy show. Uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, it's Rock not terrible, Ryan. but the second season, man, that... Whew. It was not as good. Not as good at all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still... I, I mean, go ahead and watch it. It's still pretty good, but... The second season is not as good as the first. No. Candyman nailed it. Like, he, I went ahead and watched it anyway, but he like he nailed it last time we talked. No, it must have been someone else because I haven't even seen that show. Well, last last week you said you heard you heard the second season was terrible. No, I mean it probably had a bigger budget because they traveled a lot more and they did a lot more, but the the writing was way worse. The writing was terrible. 
Are they coming out with a third season? Are there any oh, yeah. rumblings? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it got renewed, so th- it'll okay. be a third season. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that'll be better, but the second season was just weird. It was disjointed. So is it my turn now, or you still have something else? No, go for it. Okay, Good here's... Intro. Okay, so here's what I've been playing. I plugged in Lego Lord of the Rings again, and I plugged my little Xbox controller to my laptop while we were in Bastrop, and I played some Lego Lord of the Rings. Uh, Actually, kind of fun. Uh, Not too bad. Played a little bit Terraria with Candyman and who else? Art and his kids. And Candyman was hating on me because I set every game that I played to like higher difficulty, and Candyman was not having a good time. it was fine. I just honestly, it was mostly just that I was adjusting. Like it was, it was hard, and I just kept dying. But but once you get like a range weapon, it's fine. I mean, it's manageable. You just have to know not to go on the surface at night because you get killed right away. There's like little things that you can't barely see with the naked eye that will kill you. They will run through you like an acorn-sized animal that will just kill you, and you can't even like target it. It's weird. Uh, but actually, ironically enough, I found like the underground to be a lot safer than the surface. Uh, at least at night. So I don't know. The, the game got like another update, right? And so, got the final update. The final update. And so the game's actually a lot of fun. I actually like that Terraria a lot better than Minecraft in general. Uh, I played a little bit of Dota 2 with Art and his kids just to, you know, get the juices flowing. Every once in a while, I have to play some Dota 2. Uh, I How love that go. I love that game. Uh, no, good, good. The Art's kids are actually really good at League of Legends, so their skills translate very well into Dota 2. Uh, they understood like the laning right away. As soon as I explained to them what we needed to do, we did it, and we, we kicked the crap out of the bots that we were playing against. Nice. Uh, although I don't know if I will play that game with other people because I just don't like online toxicity in general. That's what keeps me from playing this game that I like so much. So uh, Andrew and I have been playing Remnant, and I have good news for Andrew because it was announced that there's going to be an add-on to Remnant uh, later this year. There's already been one. We we never played it. There's already been one add-on, a DLC. Okay. Yeah, I never played that one, but there's another one, which actually is the end game, I think. Oh, cool. So I guess That's a good game. We need to keep playing that game. We'll, we should probably get the DLC while the Steam sale is going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then play play this game. Uh, cool. Obviously, we play Borderlands pre-sequel. All I'm going to say is like skip this one. Go straight to <laughs> Borderlands 3, please. Don't waste your time with the pre-sequel. Oh, the only thing that was of value to me in the pre-sequel is to find the backstory of Jack. And that that's kind of cool, but other than that, the gameplay I didn't find as interesting. The guns always felt underpowered, no matter... Like, the guns that you received from the missions were ultimately more powerful than any gun that you could randomly find. And that's not typically the case in regular Borderlands. I was disappointed with that. I don't know. Uh... We also play, during my birthday, my kids gave me a board game called uh, Nexus. Nexus Ops. Nexus Ops. So we played Nexus Ops with Master Lacey, we played uh, with uh, Ethan Sita, we played with Justin. And it's about uh, you're mining on a moon, and the moon is already occupied by insects, kind of like Starship Troopers, to come back and tie it all together. But in this case, you take over the insects. So every faction has their own insects, and so you're attacking each other with insects. The only drawback from this game, I would have to agree with Ethan, is that in general, it's a victory point game. And Ethan and I have an inherent dislike for victory point games. Not always. I I actually, I can put up with some victory point games, but Ethan can't, but I can understand why. Because ultimately, uh, you never know when the game's gonna end because somebody may achieve all their victory points and then just end the game in the middle of the thing. 
instead of like the player that actually plays better tactically may or may not actually win the game and this is uh, the way of European games European games are designed so everybody seems to like have a level playing field and so everybody has a chance to win the game until the end of the game whereas the games that Ethan and I like that are more strategic you can definitely see on the board who's winning and who's losing at any given point in time and uh, you know coming from a strategic standpoint I think that uh, that, that kind of game should not be based on victory points so but I know it was still fun I mean it was you know it, it was cool to like battle with insects and things like that then we uh, Justin had bought Dune the board game at PAX South when we went earlier this year and I wanted to buy it I was about to buy it and then Justin bought it right before I bought it and I read through the whole instructions and we never got to play it because it really demands of like this is at least like a four person game and I think it would be recommended that you play with like five or six players because of all the factions and we actually rewatched Dune while we were in, in Bastrop just to get the feel for the thing and we never ended up playing the game it's mm-hmm. it's not a super complicated game but it's it's a game where uh, your factions are very asymmetrical so every faction does something uh, very different from any, any other faction and your victory conditions are different from other factions at different places uh, you can play as a Genebeserits uh, you can play as the Fremen, you can play as a, a Traitor's House, the Harkonnen House, the Emperor, and the Space Guild. And I, I, this is a game that came out in like 1983, I think, and it has been re-released recently and reprinted, I think, by a different company, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's an exceptional, from what I've seen, I've seen play through of this game, and I read through the whole instructions, and it looks really good. But I yearn to give this game a true review once I play it, because unfortunately... We'll have to have Justin bring it over at some point and play play this game. It also plays a little bit like diplomacy, where you can make alliances with people. And you can have joint victories with your allies, so it's it's a very dynamic from that point of view. Uh, as far as other shows that I've been watching, there was this other this show that came on Hulu by the makers of Robot Chicken called Crossing Swords, and it's just an excuse. It's really funny and it's really raunchy, but it's also just an excuse to like get naked puppets and like humping up against each other for maximum effect. Oh no! Yes, that's what it is. You like see like puppet tits and bush and whatever, and they're like just like going at it in the middle of the screen. <laughs> so it's <laughs> and it really ramps it up. You don't even see it coming. Like it's a little bit raunchy, and you're like, okay, this is what the level's gonna be, and then it cuts to a different scene, and you're like, oh yeah, this game, this show just took it to a whole different level. Um, but anyway, that's a fun show. It's actually it's actually well written, I think, and the stuff is a little bit raunchy, but so am I, so I can't really complain. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, I need to give a shout out to Alan because he gave me Mortal Kombat 11 because of the Steam sale, and he, you know. Did you start playing the story? No, no, I, um, I was downloading it right before the podcast, so I still uh, haven't awesome. even finished downloading. The story's it. amazing. Yeah. It's way better than has any right to be. I, I really want to play it. Uh, the, the other game that I just got during the uh, Steam sale was uh, that Dirt 2. It's like a, a drifting game. And the reason why I got it is because it's got my car in it. You know, the Subaru Impreza, the WRX. It's a rally car. And so it's, it's a game about drifting. And so I played it uh, with the Xbox controller. And I'm like, well, it's fun. But man, I really need a wheel on pedals. So I went ahead and ordered like a steering wheel and some pedals. And so we're going to go full sim here. And uh, I may even order at some point like a, an actual handbrake because that's how you that's how you um, drift basically you just hit your handbrake at the right time. 
and uh, the physics are extremely accurate from what I can see because the cars handle very differently and they also is very discernible when the road is wet and when it's dry like you can tell very well I think Candyman would like this game a lot I remember you were big time into Gran Turismo right back in the day yeah Gran Turismo so this game is kind of like Gran Turismo the difference is this is mostly rally this is not so much although I think it's had some different circuits but most of the the meat of the game is in the rally and I love that because you have your co-pilot and your co-pilot is like calling out the curves and the distances every two seconds and you have to pay attention to what your co-pilot is telling you otherwise you're gonna crash and I've never played a game like that before and I think that doing rally races in real life they sound like a lot of fun I mean they're extremely dangerous I mean if you've ever seen footage of people doing rally races holy shit like those cars are like flying in two wheels and barely being able to stay on top of the road like it's it's insane because uh, you know the road conditions are always unstable and you're also like racing through like little European villages and some kind of crap and it's, it's crazy but uh, the game seems ex extremely solid and I think they're gonna come up with a third iteration of, of drift uh, or dirt sorry not drift I like to call it drift because that's what it feels like it should be called <laughs> so anyway so uh, okay I guess we can transition over to the hot topic of the month uh, because I was a little bit concerned, you know, uh, with specifically Wizards of the Coast recalling some magic cards and uh, also modifying some races on Dungeons and Dragons. And I know that their heart is kind of in the right place, maybe or maybe not. Um, it may be more of a matter of timing because they said that suddenly D&D races are not to be evil. And then a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, nothing is one-dimensional. Everything's like a bunch of series of levels of gray, right? And yeah, like real writing, like you talk to George R. Martin and the way that he writes his characters. You talk to Stephen King, uh, Robert Jordan, and all the, all the great authors from the fantasy genre. And they understand that characters are not one-dimensional. That races, like suddenly, like the Dark Elves and the Drogar, which are like Dark Dwarves and uh, Goblins and Orcs, are not technically one-dimensional, but... They do like to like enslave humans and they do like to eat humans or, or not just humans like a dark elves hate surface elves and uh, and they, they they dark elves in general just hate every other race that's not them now if you were to ask a dark elf if they thought they were evil they'll probably tell you no we're not evil we just like to rule everything and that's just the way it is but from the perspective of the, of the adventures i think that you could argue that you know a race could be or could be evil depending on well the fact that other races are eating humans and elves and halflings and so you know it's all a matter of perspective which side of the fence are you on if you're a monster then you know you you don't think of yourself as evil you're, you just are like i don't know if you can blame an ogre for being evil if an ogre you were com you were to compare an ogre to like maybe a lion in the serengeti and then you can't really say a lion is evil because a lion may eat a human now and then like no animals are just doing what they do and i guess similarly i guess goblins and orcs and trolls they just do what they do right they're part of the ecology almost of a world and so they're not necessarily evil or good they just do whatever they want to do i think that the problem and the crux of the matter where people are getting so upset is because um the timing with george floyd and the fact that people and companies are trying to overcorrect to try to bring awareness you know to like injustices against minorities in, in general but i don't know if that's a reason for them to like virtual signal, for example, like Wizards of the Coast is trying to do and for people to try to get on the good side, quote unquote, of the argument, uh, if that's the right thing to do. 
I mean, obviously, if races are not to be evil and things are going to be supposed to be like more realistic, then this change should have been done a long time ago. Not after something happens in real life and suddenly, oh, we have to change everything. So, I mean, I was going to open up for discussion and see what you guys thought about the subject one way or another. Oh, um, I guess the only thing I know about the D&D thing is that there was recently a bunch of people who got offended mm -hmm. that, like, orcs were portrayed as evil because they were comparing orcs to black people, and they're like, wow, D&D is racist, it hates black people. But who's comparing orcs to black people? I never in my the, life the people them. the people who were offended were like saying, "Oh, they're comparing orcs, you know, to like they're making fun of black people with orcs." If you're the one comparing them to orcs, doesn't make that make you the racist ones? So there's there's some there's, like Jandre said, there's a timing thing, right? So so basically, if you look at if you take a step back from it and look at what HBO Go did that 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 streaming service with Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind is completely outdated and completely racist but at the time it really wasn't so their first initial reaction was oh shit let's pull it and they pulled it and they didn't play it but that's a classic movie you know that's going to be a problem people want to watch the classic movies so mm -hmm. after things kind of calmed down and they realized you know what well things haven't calmed down but you guys know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. after they realized they maybe they overreacted i guess is the better way to do it they came back and said, you know what, we're going to put it on, we're not going to edit it, but what we'll do is we'll add a disclaimer. And they added a disclaimer to the beginning of the movie, Gone with the Wind, that says, mm -hmm. hey, at the time, you know, this is the way things were, and blah, 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 touchy-feely, pat you on the back. Um, so I think, eventually, that's what Wizards of the Coast and some of these other things are going to do, is, is they'll re-release these cards, but then just put a disclaimer in the box, or a disclaimer online, that says, hey, this isn't the intention with these cards. Exactly. We didn't intend to be racist and we apologize for any feelings that anybody had but that was not the intention so please you know take it for what it is it's, it's a it's a game and we want to expand everybody's uh, interactions and, and that's that's the sad thing is is all those things are social things and it would actually improve the world if everybody just went out and, and did those things it's just a sensitivity <laughs> thing it's it's one of those things where you know <laughs> people there's a scale right mad about yeah it. yeah like exactly Gone with the Wind is one of those things, like you said, like that's an Academy Award-winning actress. Gone with the Wind is a huge movie. But if you look at something like Song of the South, one of Disney's old movies, mm -hmm. Song of the South has a freaking ride after it. The the freaking water ride at Disney is made from Song of the South. But here's the funny thing. So two funny things actually. First funny thing is Disney is remodeling that to be a uh, Princess and the Frog ride. So they're going to take out all the references to Song of the South. The other funny thing about the whole thing though is. Walt Disney was the most racist dude in history. He's the worst person on the planet. If you look back in history about Walt Disney, he is terrible. The whole company should be canceled then, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so the whole thing is hilarious to me. You know, let's, let's change this one ride and let's take this movie away from history. You can't find Song of the South anywhere. You mentioned Br'er Rabbit, you're going to get shot. Like, it's, it's bad. But Walt Disney is the worst person in the world and still he's okay let's not talk about walt let's just concentrate yeah. on gone with the wind and freaking song of the south what they're doing is cosmetic cosmetic bullshit to try to virtual signal i think what the black community is and i'm not black so i'm not going to speak for them but what from my perspective i think the black community is asking for empathy is asking for people to understand what they went through or to at least try to understand or at least show some interest 
and show a little bit of respect for what happened to them. Not, not to like cancel everything that has ever happened, but to actually realize that these people went through hell and that they need to be respected as equal Americans, period. End of story. Like, stop, right. you know, treating them like garbage, please. I mean, I'm Colombian and to some extent, I've always felt this country and certain people in this country has felt made me feel inferior to them because I don't belong here. I'm naturalized, but I don't belong here. And they will let me know that I don't belong here. And they, there's this perceived notion that anybody that's born in this country is better than anybody else born in any, any other country. And that perception needs to stop. You need to stop thinking about nations as a such. You need to stop thinking about the human race without color, without borders. And this country has a long way to go to understand that. They think that because you're American, you should have more privilege than everybody else. And that's just simply not the case. I'm sorry. I went to China with a whole group uh, uh, I was the only white dude, okay, because I'm from a historically black college. So, and, and speaking of, I'm a middle-aged white dude that's an advisor to the dean for a historically black college. So, I'm, I'm kind of a, a horse of a different color, I guess. I, and I grew up in, a, in an area where I was a minority. So, I'm, I'm different than, than the natural, you know, way society is anyway. But, I went to China with a whole group of black folks, and it wasn't racism. That, that's the first thing I'll say. There, it wasn't racism. What it was was ignorance. And it's funny because it's not like it is here in the U.S. where there isn't hatred. There's like a, just a complete blind hatred that doesn't make any sense from a racist standpoint. In China, it was the funniest thing in the world because wherever we went, they wanted to touch the black people's hair. They wanted to touch the black people. They wanted to talk to the black people and feel them and put their hands on them because they don't see them very often so it's more of a curiosity and an ignorance it's not a hatred and a racist kind of thing it's it's different here it's just blind ignorant hatred for no reason which doesn't make a lot of sense because i mean i don't know about you guys but you know my banana splits i prefer a few different flavors of ice cream and i just want Wait, vanilla what? you know what i'm saying like what? whatever you taste <laughs> My point is, everything is better when you have a diverse selection, right? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get people that are vanilla and vanilla only. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mr. Lacey likes vanilla only. You gotta have sexy chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> I almost dropped the bottle in my hand when you said sexual chocolate. You gotta have a little bit of caramel here and there, man. I mean, it's just holy shit. Diversity is good. Diversity is good, and it's it's good to like. It always always try to hang around people that don't necessarily agree with you. I think that's healthy. You always, always hang around with people who are willing to call you out whenever you start telling bullshit. Thankfully, my kids always call me out whenever I say bullshit. So those are my people right now. Andrew calls me out on bullshit. If I start going off the deep end, Andrew will say, what the fuck are you saying? Like, But I feel that there's a lot of groups here in the country that only hang out with people that agree with them and that it's extremely dangerous because yeah, then they yeah, start yeah. believing that everything that they say is right. And no, you have to you have to hang out people who challenge you daily, who tell you no, you're wrong, and who make you think that your preconceived idea may not be the right one. People need to be in check constantly so that they don't get a big hit and they don't think that their opinions suddenly matter more than anybody else's opinions. And and one thing I would say is I have a I'm lucky enough to work at a company that is extremely diverse and a team that is extremely diverse. And there was a uh, uh, there was an older man on my team that basically said we had some town halls right so we had some town halls to discuss 
the Floyd situation and the riots and, and basically give a forum to our black employees that wanted to just have a voice and be heard. There was really no addendum. There was no agenda. Just open floor. Let's be heard. And this guy, you know, in a side meeting with just our group was like, you know, I'm not really comfortable going there and saying anything because I want to question things. I want to ask things. And so it takes somebody like me, and, and it takes somebody like you guys also. And I, and I say this to all of you, even Moopy and, and Ethan Sito. It takes somebody like you guys to tell that person, that one person, that that's exactly what that's for. Go there because those are the people that are willing to share their stories, share their experiences, and they're willing to teach you why they're concerned, why there's a problem with what's happening in society, why they're, they're feeling neglected or angry. Because those are the people you need to talk to so that you can find a common ground. If you don't discuss this thing and you hold it inside and you say, well, I'm not comfortable, I don't want to talk to them, then nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the main problem. And I really don't want this podcast to go political, but but I mean, you nailed it right there. The problem is when you, when you, when you don't discuss these things and when you stay with the groups that all think the same things, nothing changes it all stays stagnant and everybody's continues to hate each other and that hate grows because they both feel like they're not being treated the way they want to be so really important statement that there needs to be that communication so okay well let's uh, let's pick this back up with Candyman. you're up man we're going to start Candyman's tech corner and he's going to tell us a little bit about what is a vpn why you should get one which one should you get? And are there drawbacks to your internet speed and connection from using these? And I know that Andrew knows about it too, so I, I expect both of you guys to maybe chime in on your vast knowledge of these things. Candyman Tech Corner. Me, 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 me. Yeah, so, so what it comes down to, um, so there's a lot of, um, as I'm sure most of you are aware, there's a lot of uh, data mining, you know, that, that goes on of people these days. In fact, there's, uh, there's been some interesting things that have even happened in the news in the last um, few days about TikTok, for example. TikTok uh, basically is a, you know, it's like a, it's made by the Chinese government and it's ripping data off your phone and sending it to China. And it's literally like digging through your phone. Um, you know, it's like literally like stealing data from your phone, from like the internal systems, from the clipboard and stuff, things that you're working on, and it's sending it to China. Um, so, and you know, for example, Google, you know, Google's pretty upfront about it. Like they're like, yes, we'll give you free email, but we're gonna dig through your, you know, we're gonna use your data to target advertisements. So, in general, everybody's very interested in you these days, and um, you know your traffic that goes out over the internet is also um, likely to be seen by other people. Like I said, there's people. In fact, like AT and T years ago, this was years ago. Um, AT and T was you know um, basically sniffing your the traffic that you send out of your home and using it to target ads to you as well. So, so basically what it boils down to is if you haven't figured this out, everybody's spying on you. Like these stores now have these Wi-Fi apps, like, you know, all the different stores that you go to. It's like, download the Urban Outfitters app and get free Wi-Fi in the store. That's because they're spying on you. They're, they're tracking you using your phone through the store so that they can see what you 
they're literally they know who you are they see where you go in the store how long you spend there what products you look at what you buy and they're correlating all this data put together a profile of you as a customer and basically how to make more money off of you well same thing with your internet stuff everything you send out to the internet someone's someone's watching and of course you know you would argue well i'm not doing anything wrong so what do i care and you know okay whatever um one of the and if you don't care about being you know spied on you don't care about having advertisements targeted to you that's probably fair or fair enough um if you do want to do things like the main reason you want there's a couple reasons you want a vpn one is just privacy which is always valid um like i said they are spying on you um um, so, you know, if you want that privacy, that's an option, but especially if you're going to torrent, if you're going to do anything questionable, um, you really need a VPN. There are companies now, like, for example, if you torrent, if you, uh, download movies or whatever, or songs, um, stuff like that, whatever it is that you, you know, or maybe you want a demo, maybe you just want to quote unquote, try it out, whatever. Some people do just try it out. Some people just are not just, you know, just flat out not going to pay and they're going to steal it. Um, there's a lot of businesses that also basically have, you know, they, in fact, they, they go as far as like set up traps, you know, get, get people to, um, download files and stuff. And basically they're looking to catch you. And then once they catch you, they report you to like the movie studios. There's whole companies that are basically built around, um, catching pirates and spying on you and so forth. And, and, you know, ultimately sending you like a thing, they'll send you a legal, legal thing to basically scare you and make you settle settle out of court so they'll basically just like make you give them money to not sue you um so and isps are also somewhat obligated to report these things like uh, there's a lot there's like an automated system now where if you're torrenting um content you know like you'll get a thing from your provider saying you know like we you know you stole this movie on this date and if you don't stop, we're going to cut off your internet. And like after like so many warnings, they'll cut off your internet. So there's reasons to get a VPN. Um, a VPN basically it's so VPNs are and so VPN is just a technology to connect to another place over a network. Like for example, I work from home. Um, I use a VPN to was a VPN is just a virtual private network. So basically, it means it's a tunnel over the internet to another location. Um, if you VPN into the office, that's just how you would get into like the office network securely. It's just an encrypted connection over another network, typically the internet, and it lets you access, you know, another network securely. Uh, the, the VPNs, in the sense we're talking about here, is basically like an internet access VPN, and all it does is you connect to the VPN, and it basically proxies you, which proxy basically kind of means like on behalf of, so basically you connect to the VPN service, and then they uh, send you out an exit node with a different IP address. And the only person who knows what your true IP address is, is the VPN provider. And that kind of is the, the, the number one concern with a VPN provider. It's basically that, do they have your back? Um, you know, uh, if they're subpoenaed or whatever, will they just roll over on you? And, and the problem is a lot of them um, keep logs. So if the government, you know, the government's pretty evil in a lot of these things, like they do these silent gag orders and stuff where they they have an order to spy on somebody, you know, they get like a court order or warrant or whatever, and they say they're going to spy on such and such a person, and the gag order prevents them from telling the person. So basically, 
you don't, you know, you don't know, like, they can't tell you what's going on, and you're just kind of trapped. So, you really want, you know, a, a good provider. You don't want a provider who's basically going to have, like, keep all of these things in a database, and then when they get subpoenaed, they just roll over on you and hand it all to the government and, or, you know, whoever it, whoever it is. Um, so the best providers are the ones who just don't keep logs because the only way to basically be secure is, you know, if the government comes in and compels them legally, there's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. So there's only one solution. It's to not keep a log because then there's nothing to give them when they, when the, when the government lawyers come knocking and say, give us your logs, we say, cool, we don't have them. We don't keep logs. Yeah. Um, that's the only way to, to have any safety there. And so there's probably other choices. I haven't researched the current providers and who's best. Um, when I did research it um, a couple of years ago, when I got my VPN, um, I picked private internet access because they don't keep logs. Now, problem is, of course, that could be a lie, or maybe you know, you know, they could. The government's pretty pretty devious. I mean, there's always the possibility that they're going to, um, you know set up a trap or whatever, you know, you know, there's no such thing as like true security. It's just all you can really do is your best. But, um, so yeah, I use private internet access. I like it. Um, should be careful if you're torrenting, there's a thing called a kill switch. What can happen is if your VPN goes down while you're downloading something, you shouldn't, um, basically, uh, your traffic will go out over the internet unencrypted and you know, they'll see what you're doing. So there's, you can set up your torrent clients and stuff to have a kill switch so that if your VPN goes down, that the torrent client shuts off. You just basically tell it like what an Ethernet adapter, the or virtual adapter the, the um, VPN is using, and then it like tie it to the the torrent software, and uh, etc. So um, yeah. Um, you, and you can do your research, but you have to be careful, especially probably the number one thing you want to be really careful of is any quote-unquote free VPNs because, you know, they are, again, they're spying on you. you know, that's how they're making their money, just like Facebook and everyone else. They're, they're spying on, you know, they're, they're profiting off your database. Um, how much do you normally have to pay for a VPN? They're not too expensive. I think I usually sign up for like a year at a time, and I think like I think private internet access is a few bucks a month. It's like five bucks a month or something, maybe maybe less. It's not very expensive, but um, it does. So it does add latency. Typically, it depends. Like I actually have had pretty good results using um, it in LA. Like I actually haven't had like a major performance slowdown, but um, it is adding like basically another network that your traffic has to go through. So it's going to increase your ping time, and it's probably going to slow down your throughput because the data has to go farther. And there's complicated networking things that um, basically the kind of the further the data has to go, um, the latency winds up slowing the throughput. So so ultimately, you know, it, it's it's probably something you don't want to run all the time unless you're really uptight about your privacy because it does kind of you do have to pay for it in slowness, you know, and, and performance, like it will kind of degrade your performance somewhat, but, but it's also, it's a pretty good idea. And, and also there's also another one called Tor, which is, is pretty cool. It's kind of a free open source one where people set up their own nodes, but Tor, which is, I think it's called the onion ring or is it the, the onion something, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Tor and it's basically a free VPN thing. But the problem is that, 
it's not truly random. Um, it's, it's like an open source cluster with like kind of volunteers that do it. The problem with that is that um, the government's basically already like figured out how to, like they figured out patterns. Like they can essentially, you know, there's, they've got smart people working on this. Like the government actually in a lot of cases enlists like top universities and has the researchers, um, you know, look for vulnerabilities and stuff like that. So a lot of like Tor is not really safe at all. Um, the government's pretty much already, you know, got that largely figured out. And it's really, because it's also just like small time private people, it's it's really slow, really, really slow. So the, the VPNs only protect you from the government or can they protect you from hackers too? Um, it mostly protects you from spying. I mean, theoretically, I, I mean, I suppose it would, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how much protection it would give you against hackers. Maybe... Maybe some. I mean, honestly, your security, also, you know, like just your firewall and your computer and stuff like that really should protect you against that. I mean, if you get like a virus, so here's the problem. Like if you get a virus or a Trojan or something, it's going to call home and it doesn't matter like what, you know, like what your IP address is or whatever at that point. Like once, once you have an infection on your computer and it calls home, then whatever your computer sends out traffic, the reply is allowed. Like that's just how networking works. Like if I send Andres a thing, like a request for a game, and then I receive a, re a response back from Andres. My computer allows it because I've I just sent him, you know, I just sent him a request, and so it's implicitly, um, you know, my computer is expecting it. It lets it back in the firewall. So if your computer is compromised, if you click on something or you get a bad software on your computer, it doesn't matter what your IP is because your everything's going to allow it through. So okay, do you mind putting some links when you get a chance on the Discord, and I'll put them on the shows on the notes for the show. Yeah. You get a chance. And then Andrew went to China and you said your VPN worked over there, right? Were you able to connect? Yeah, yeah. I used, a, a, I mean, over the years, I used probably three consumer VPNs. I used one for work also. Um, two of them, I think, are IP Vanish and ExpressVPN. I mean, we're not getting paid by any of these guys, so some free advertising. But um, yeah, so the, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to what Candyman said. It's all 100%. But the only thing I would say is if, if, Oddly enough, China especially. If you go to China, um, <laughs> which is funny since Candyman was calling them out for the other shit that they're doing, but um, <laughs> China, their government is involved in everything. So if you want to use like uh, some Google apps or, or some, I think Facebook was even blocked, like anything uh, that you communicate back home with, really, China will block with their government service so uh, using a vpn basically makes you invisible on china's network um and again this was like over a year ago so a lot of work's been done across i mean around the whole globe to try to stop the torrent uh stuff that's been going on like like Candyman said so some of these vpns aren't as clear and easy as they used to be there's still a, a monthly subscription the, the reason i chose the ones that i did was because with one subscription, I could put it on my phone and my laptop. So okay. when I was in China and I was communicating back home and using different apps that I use at home, um, I was able to continue to use those both on my phone and my laptop and not be blocked by, by China's government. But um, the reason I chose those also is because I wanted to do a little bit of gaming while I was there. And, and those are the ones that, that, at least at that time, had a bit better bandwidth for that kind of thing. and and. Again, like Candyman said, you, any of these VPNs will take a hit in your bandwidth also. So um, just another thing 
I guess to think about as people research their VPNs, what they want to use. But there's a, there's a lot of pluses um, over the minuses, I guess, for using these things, especially if you travel overseas. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Thanks, guys. So I think we're gonna transition over to the news. I'm gonna read some items in the news. If anybody has to say anything about it, just chime in as I go down the list. Mute donkey podcast news. There we go. Okay, uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is coming to early access in July. I played Rogue Legacy number one, and it was an excellent roguelike game. Uh, it's a platformer which is best played with a you know with a controller. Uh, really good, highly recommended. Uh, sea of Thieves has finally come to Steam, and people are liking it. I think Microsoft is realizing that it may be worth it to like put shit out on Steam because they get more money. <laughs> when a lot more people, you know, you make things a little bit more accessible other than your uh, abrasive like store, you know, and you put it on Steam, which has more users on the PC market, then you get more money. And plus, I think Sea of Thieves had done a good job about updating things. They're kind of like similar to No Man's Sky. Like when they came out, it was a really like a game full of holes and stuff and over time developers have made sure that it becomes like a solid game so i've heard good things about sea of thieves lately uh also uh, on the news uh, sir i am home passed away june 19th he's the man that played bibble baggins in the lord of the rings right um my other question was is every actor a sir now in great britain is that the thing that every actor becomes a, a sir so so we shall raise a glass to Sir Ian Holm. Um, what other movies that he, did he play? And he played in a bunch of stuff, right? Um, trying to remember, Ethan's getting static again. I don't know what's going on over there. I think he's got a connection problem. Uh, what, there was some, well, I don't know. I don't remember all the movies that he was in, but he was in a truckload of movies. Um, let's see. On, oh, Torchlight 3 uh, had been in development uh, and I played the first Torchlight. I know Candyman played the second Torchlight. You thought it was pretty good, right? It was good. Uh, Torchlight 3, unfortunately, started development as a mobile game, as I understand it. Um, and now they decided they want to make it into a PC game, into a full-fledged PC game. Uh, the problem is, from what I've seen, and the reports coming in, is that it still kind of feels like a mobile game, and is not fully developed. The complexity is just not there. Uh, for it to be uh, a full ARPG uh, that contends with the previous iterations of Torchlight. But I know they're working on it. I mean, they're constantly working on it. Uh, I think the game maybe had a smaller budget and now they have to expand the budget a little bit. And so the developers are working hard to try to bring this game up to speed. But I think there's going to be some kind of early access on this thing. No, it's actually currently on Steam for $30. Yeah, but it's got mixed reviews right now. Uh, so, But it is early access, right? Reviews are pretty damn. Yeah, it's like forty-six. Last I looked, it might have changed. It probably has changed. But last I looked, it was like forty-six percent. Yeah, I wish they hadn't gone on early access with this one. Uh, also, Amazon Games is prepping for the release of their new game, which is called New World MMO. It kind of it's a game that kind of looks like Colonial America, but it has magic systems and it has deep crafting systems. This may be one that I, I like I, and Candyman likes. Maybe I'm an idiot. I've already bought it. Oh, you did. Have you? Is it playable yeah. now, or just pre-purchase? No, I, a, a lot of people I was playing uh, Gloria Victus with said they were interested in it, and I looked at it, and I, I think you can get in the beta if you like pre-purchase it. So I, I pre-purchased it because it sounds like it's, it, it sounds like it's what I want. Like it's a, 
you know, like I really like to craft. It looked like that's good. what I did in GV. In GV, I was really like I wasn't. I was never a good PvPer, but I was a really good crafter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it looks in my notes. It says the release of this game comes in August twenty fifth of this year. Uh, yeah. And it's free I was less to play. concerned about the game, and I was more concerned about Amazon support. So I'm really curious of how Candyman reviews this in the weeks to come. Well, the problem is that the previous games from Amazon, uh, what was it? the Crucible? Crucible was not very highly rated, which was a multiplayer squad-based third-person shooter, which looked okay, but I guess people didn't really like it that much, and it doesn't have a big community. So that was the only problem. But I don't know. It looks like they're putting everything in this game, and it should be a decent game. Yeah, I've been I, mean, I kind of think that the I think that the stakes on this are going to be so so high. Like I would honestly be pretty surprised if they shit the bed on this one. I mean, you never know. I mean, people can certainly shit the bed, but you know, I I kind of think that that they have to know that the stakes are pretty high and that they're going to deliver. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, now, the Steam Summer Sale is underway, June 25th to July 9th. Uh, I actually bought some games. Uh, I bought Scrap Mechanic. I played it a little bit. I think Scrap Mechanic is going to be a fun game, although I know it's not a Moopy game because he doesn't like to like do engineering stuff. We're going to play Moopy Canic. Moopy Canic without Moopy, but it's still going to be called Moopy Canic. Why? Because it is. Okay, the end. Uh, next, <laughs> Ethan, tell us about okay. Hunt Showdown because that's a game that looks kind of interesting. Okay, Ethan's mic is not working right now. Is it? It's a game, and it looks kind of interesting. But tell us about it. What is it about? What is it like? I, I don't know what it's about. You don't know, but you bought it. Don't you have to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alec was like, Ethan, buy Hunt Showdown. I want to play with you. And I said, okay. You didn't read anything it. about it? It looks like it's a PvP combined with PvE. So you go in with like squads of people, like maybe two or three person groups. Or you can mm -hmm. go individual too if you want, and you go into the shared map in which you have objectives, right? Like you have to like kill some creatures to get some ob uh, gold or treasure. Uh, and this is just, I briefly read about it, so I'm just maybe extrapolating a little bit. And then once you find it, there's a bounty put on your head. So all the people that are playing on server see who got the, the treasure and they try to kill them. It's reminiscent of that, Andrusito, that uh, level of the division, the multiplayer, the division thing, where you went in there under a bounty of people's heads as you were trying to get out with treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. This, it looks like that's what this game is, like purely just that level of the division where you're just running in there. Except it's got kind of a dark theme to it, right? I think there's like <laughs> monsters and it's, it's just the, the colors are kind of drab and you're like a witch hunter. I don't know what, you know. Yeah, in the division we call that mode suicide because it's, as soon as you do something, everybody that's online sees you as an enemy and everybody will attack you, so... Mm -hmm. It's it, it becomes all versus one at that point. But I don't know. That could kind of potentially be kind of fun. I mean, if you're the guy just trying to get away with the yeah. treasure and you're like dodging it was pretty everybody. fun. It, it definitely was pretty fun. So this, that's one I have on mind. I may actually get the showdown just to try it because I figure normally I'm wary about multiplayer games only, like PvP game games, unless I'm yep. with a group of friends in a squad, then I can stomach those games. Mm -hmm. So it might be you know, interesting. So it has a character system. What do you mean by character system? So you have a character, and then basically he goes in and he does the stuff, and then he could die. And then if he dies, you know, you go to the next character. It's like Infinity Blade. You go to the next uh, character in the bloodline. Oh, like well, <laughs> Legacy too. Like you go to the next character and they have different perks and things. Does it have the dog slider? <laughs> 
They also Winky's letter. <laughs> Cover your ears. It's got a winky slider, big willy small. Okay, so moving on, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the PC gaming show, and I'm sorry to say that it was underwhelming this year because a lot of the footage was from either early access games in which the graphics were underwhelming, and the other half of it was a bunch of fucking Epic game bullshit that they were pushing on on the show because Epic Games now uh, promotes the PC gaming show, and they have to like show part of what they want to show so you see a bunch of stupid mobile games and just exclusive stuff uh, uh, except well there's some good games that are gonna be epic exclusives like twin mirror it looks a little bit alan wakey and it's an epic time exclusive for one year of course i don't know this probably will come out in consoles without a problem i imagine uh, there's another game called the amulet of chaos and felicia day has a voiceover on it it's kind of like a dungeon crawler and it has turn-based combat, that one looks okay. The one that honestly pissed me off is Surgeon Simulator 2. Because we played that game as a party game at my house on the PC. And it's, it's now an Epic exclusive game. And there's no sight on when it's going to come anywhere else. I don't think Epic may just keep this one for themselves. And that makes me mad. Because... Uh, You're mad about Surgeon Simulator 2. No, I'm mad about Epic keeping this game away from people that want to play it on other, you know, on other services. Because I really don't like the way Epic behaves. I think they, you know, I don't like their market strategy under bullish ways. And so I vote with my money. And so I will never get anything from Epic. That's how I vote. I, I did. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention earlier, not that it really matters, but I got... Um Satisfactory finally came out on Steam on my birthday, so I finally got Satisfactory. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Stuff is little by little, but you know we're gonna have to wait for a year for Man Eater, right? Because is it Man is Man Eater a six month exclusive or a year exclusive for an Epic? Um, I don't know. I can't remember what that exclusivity was. And uh, oh, the other thing that's coming to PC is Persona Four Golden. Is Persona Four kind of like a JRPG? Is that right? Or what kind of game is Persona 4? I know that people that like yeah, really love Persona 4 is is it's hard to explain, but yeah, I mean it, it's, it's kind of game. like a it's it's like a JRPG mixed with a strategy game with a lot of high school drama. So I, I don't know I don't know what that is, but it, it's its own thing that has a huge following. Okay. Flash dating sim, I guess. There's some dating sim in it too. So I don't <laughs> know. like it, it's That's a fun. huge game that has a lot of things thrown into it. Yeah, dating sims have become really popular. Like that, that genre of game didn't really exist. Um, yeah, it, it didn't. Exist yeah, there's like a huge, ago, a right? huge, but, a huge part of the Persona games is your relationship with your party. So, that that that's part of it. Uh, my favorite thing about all the Persona games, though, is your way to summon things is to basically shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. That's weird. Yeah, those uh, games are weird. Also, the original Mafia trilogy is getting a remake with 4K support. On PC, I never played them, but I don't know. Could be good news for somebody that likes that. Uh, Grand Theft Auto twenties, Grand Theft Auto nineteen twenties. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The I already spoke about this briefly. Remand from the Ashes DLC concludes the saga, coming August twentieth of twenty twenty. Um, let's see what there's. Everspace two. I actually own Everspace one, but I haven't played it yet. And Total War Saga Troy is coming for the total Total War, you know, games. Uh, 
Okay, so that was the, the PC. I kind of feel bad for Sean Plot, which is uh, day nine because he was hosting the PC game gaming show, and this year was kind of underwhelming. But I don't think it was his fault. I think it was just the program that they have was underwhelming a little bit. Uh, okay, let's move over to Batman news. Michael Keaton has been approached to don the cowl in the upcoming Flash movie. So here's here's a question I have for everybody on the podcast. I don't even need to say, Andres, you and I are really excited about this, right? Like, that's oh, yeah. pretty awesome. 90s Batman, man. Okay, what I want to know is, the rest of you who don't give a damn about Michael Keaton, is this cool. a big deal? Is this, is this like, cool or not? Oh, I love Michael. Oh, Candyman, you're, you're in the same boat with me and Andres. You don't count. Candyman is <laughs> in the same boat yeah. with me and Andres. This, like, is yeah. this is the absolute first I've heard of it just now. And yes, Oh, really? Yes, I had not heard about it until just when you said that, and as soon as you said it, I was like, fuck yeah! That's going to be awesome. <laughs> so wait, wait, back up a second. So the idea is uh, the the Ezra's Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint. They're going to do Flashpoint in the DC Universe movies instead of just on TV and whatever else in the comics. But, but what they're going to do is the aged old Batman, Michael Keaton Batman, he's going to be like the Nick Fury of the Marvel movies. He's going to be the dude that's like the glue holding everybody together and, and putting all the teams together and stuff. So he's like the mentor. Like, with that in mind, are you still on board? Yeah, yeah. I right know. on, right on, right on, right on. That's that that basically what regular Batman is, isn't he? He is, right? Like, if you look at the old Justice League cartoons and, like, all the Justice League comments... Uh, comics that's what batman was he was like the dad right he's, the, he's yep. the dude that knows better and tries to get it together even though he's kind of an asshole but still <laughs> that's batman like that's that's what he is so man i'm so psyched they have me so Ethan, mom. Ethan's on board too yeah i wait, which one is michael keaton though which batman did he do the 90s batman, batman. Yeah, oh, wait, the jack, was jack nicholson was the joker he also did the Vicky one with, yeah vicky Vicky, 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 Vicky oh, Bale. Okay. that's him yeah 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 Vicky, 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 Vicky. <laughs> And, I like that uh, and the penguin, you know, the second one. I didn't like the uh, second one as much, though. Uh, the penguin, honestly, is my least favorite villain of the Batman universe, except for that TV show where the penguin was really good. It was it got them. So, here's here's my caveat to the whole thing, though, right? So if you're gonna think about Flashpoint and how this alternate future is kind of dark, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Batman is the dude that's like you know putting everybody together. He's he's the yeah. man, right? So if you, if you think about that dark future part. Uh, that thing where Batman's kind of jaded. Don't you think that term, Tim Burton esque '90s Batman Dark Universe kind of mm -hmm. thing would works better than that? Oh yeah, sort of idea. Yeah. So if you if you think of it expanded as not just Michael Keaton but actual Tim Burton style and maybe even Tim Burton, who knows? Doesn't that kind of make it kind of better to me? To me, it does. Here's you want to hear a cool segue? Sure. There's a rumor. That Ryan Reynolds is gonna cameo in the Zack Snyder cut to Justice League. Yeah, yeah. So there's also a rumor that he's gonna show up in the Michael Keaton Batman movie. That would be fucking awesome. After he made fun of the green suit in Deadpool. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's gonna show back up as the freaking Green Lantern in, yeah. in the new Flash movie. Oh my god, I can't wait. That, that is, and I, actually, I was one of the few people that didn't hate Green Lantern. I didn't uh, think it was that bad. No, I, I mean, it's not great, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, Green Lantern is traditionally one of my favorite DC heroes anyway, and, and I thought he did an okay job. And yeah, this story wasn't the super greatest story in the world, but it wasn't trash. So. It was pretty bad, but the real question isn't about the Green Lantern, it's about the Green Hornet. Oh, the Green uh, Hornet. So, 
Do you, yeah, do you know about like the latest Green Hornet news? I'm kind of pissed off about it. They're ignoring Seth Rogen's Green Hornet and relaunching it again, making a whole new. That is the best thing they could possibly do. I don't yeah, know if I... launch, but if you're gonna relaunch it, yes, just pretend the Seth Rogen thing never happened. Is that's there... what they're planning. Yeah, that's that's what's gonna end up happening. I mean, I just saw that as his love letter to the Green Hornet. I never really saw it as a serious endeavor into the Green Hornet universe myself. I but like John Cho. I John like Cho the, I like the okay. movie. I like the movie a lot. I just, you know, to me that wasn't the real Green Hornet, but you know, no. I, I like yeah. that. That's fair. Yeah, but I enjoy. I actually own the movie. I own the Green Hornet. <laughs> I bought it on DVD a while back. So uh, it's like I don't think I've seen it since it came out. So next time I'm at your house, I may want to watch that and yeah. get a refresher. There, it was funny. I I generally enjoy that movie. It's just that to me that really wasn't the Green Hornet, but it was a fun movie to watch. Uh, so what what so, what so about the new it, movie? Oh, there's nothing really that, that they're just relaunching it. I think there's a writer already, and, and I think they have a director attached, but there's nothing else. There's no details. Okay. But but full circle back to your Michael Keaton story. So and and talking about Ryan Reynolds, the funny thing is now this that's expanded to like okay, so who else is going to show up from all the DC <laughs> movies that have ever been made? They're they're then it's like it's legit. People are asking now that Michael Keaton is really truly it's not a rumor anymore. He's on board. Who else is possibly going to show up? If only Adam West was still alive, right? Huh? If only Adam West was still alive. Oh, I know, right? But he, Robin is still alive. The actor that played Robin. <laughs> no? Well, and, and one of the rumors is that they're going to start tying in some of the folks from the, the DC shows also, the TV shows. So if that's the case, then it would be the first time they start wrapping that stuff in. Although, it's been rumored that Daredevil's going to show up in the next Avengers movie. So Marvel's kind of already talking about that stuff, too. Oh, dang. How are they going to do that? I mean, they can't plug an R-rated character into a PG-13 show, right? Sure they can. Yeah, they can. It's been done. They did it with I mean, Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, Deadpool's freaking Once Upon a Deadpool is amazing. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched it, please do. Like, watch, uh, Refresh your Princess Bride memories first, and then watch it. Oh, yeah, we need to watch Princess Bride. We were talking what? about that today, about rewatching Was Princess Once Bride. Upon a Deadpool the, the remake special. of the first or the second one? The it's not one. even a remake. All it is is a, is a PG-13 version of the second movie. Uh, oh, there it's we go. the second? I thought it was the first. I got okay. no reason to watch. Why, why would you like that? Here's the reason. I'll give you the reason right now. The reason is because it's wrapped in a Princess Bride envelope. He freaking kidnaps Fred Savage, puts him into pajamas from a Princess Bride... Duct tapes him to the bed, and he's reading him the story of Deadpool 2, bedside, just like Princess Bride. I'm still not sold. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, it's not for everybody. Right, well, <laughs> go, go, go spend another 1k hours in Glory Victus. The, the second Deadpool movie was good, but it wasn't It wasn't fantastic. It was just good. Game. Um, the first one was amazing. I watched the first one like 17 times. I, I almost got Pilgrim, the first Deadpool movie. Like, I fucking, like, just went to town on that poor bastard of a movie. I know. The, um, my favorite character in the second one was the Lucky Lady, the Lucky, what's her name? Lucky oh, uh, um, Domino. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liked, she's awesome. You know who I liked the most, dude, was the, what, the only part of that movie that really, 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 like, just completely got me and made me so happy was the part where he's like, they formed a group of X-Force, and they had, like, the one dude, like, fucking Ron or whatever. Yeah, Ron, he's shooting down. He's like, and I don't then, like, he, like, jumped out of the plane, or out of the helicopter, or whatever, and, like, he's the only one. It's like, X-Force is like, just go home. Just go yeah. home. And it's, he's like, the only fun. one that was fine. 
He's the only one that made it. Like how all the heroes die. That was so hilarious. I love that was my favorite part of the movie by far. And other than that, I thought it was pretty forgettable. It's just too bad that they showed that in the trailer because you already know that was coming. But... Yeah, that's a good thing I live under a rock because I didn't even <laughs> see the Yeah. Talk about living under a rock. Have you seen the Bill and Ted Face the Music trailer? I haven't seen it, but I'm looking forward to that. I think Not only have I seen it, I've shown it to like way more people than probably wanted to see it. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm really excited about it. I lived it. Yeah, well, I, really, um, I guess they go to meet themselves in that movie at some point, right? There's well, some... so I think it's kind of actually it, it kind of connects to what we were talking about. It's kind of like Flashpoint. I think so. Basically, the whole point of the movie is they're old now, obviously. And they still haven't made that song that alights, aligns the world, and the world's in a <laughs> terrible place. And so they get this bright idea that they're going to go to the future and get the song from themselves mm -hmm. so that they'll have it and come back and record it. But the problem is, sort of like Flashpoint, you, there's like alternate futures. So yeah. they, the, the one they showed in the preview is ridiculous, and it's obviously not where they're going to get the right song. <laughs> it's it, it looks pretty good and then the funny thing is the 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 woman from um ready or not the, the movie ready or not she's one of their daughters i saw i recognize that girl uh what, what was she she wasn't something else god i'm trying to remember yeah this is gonna sound terrible but she's she's the discount margot robbie so if you see a movie and it's it looks like margot robbie but it's not margot yeah, robbie it's, it's probably not, her yeah i think i know who you mean yeah gotcha but also the other one, the dark-haired one, right? Uh, what, what was she in? Oh, she was, know, what, was she the girl from Stranger Things? Maybe one of not not the main girl, but maybe the girl. Yeah, yeah maybe with him at the, maybe, at the ice cream stand or something. Maybe something like that. I don't know. It was somebody I recognize from some. I just think it's funny that these two jackasses uh, now finally get the plan after all these years. They have this time machine, but now they're like, oh yeah, we could also go forward, couldn't we? And now they're going to finally go forward and try to find the song. And I'm excited that Death is back. That's oh yeah, be good. yeah, he's back. Is that the same actor? Too? Same actor, Willem Sadler. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay, going back a little bit into gaming. There's a game called Tainted Grail in early access. It's a dark RPG. Andres Hitoshi would probably like it. By Awakened Realms Digital, released on June 18, 2020. Currently 24.99. Has two modes. One is a story mode, and one is a roguelike. It's got 95, 91 percent of Steam reviews called Tainted Grail. So it's uh, one where you can just play kind of in an open world, but then you, when you hit the, the roguelike mode, it, it, you can only take one road and you see how far you can go in that road. So I don't know, I've never seen a, a game that has like two modes like that. It sounds kind of interesting. And then the one that I'm actually extremely excited about after looking at the at the at a gameplay is Baldur's Gate 3. That game looks like the most badass Dungeons and Dragons game ever made. I think it just makes it makes Dragon Age look mundane in comparison. Like the graphics and the way you can traverse in a battle. Like you can actually climb on roofs of things and you can teleport to different places. The game is like fully 3D. I mean, it's, it's not just an isometric, it's, it looks beautiful. And, uh, and of course the premise of the game is that the elites, is that what they're called? The mind flayers have implanted you with their seed. And so oh, you no, have to like, the elephants. Elephants. There you go. I, I don't. I never knew how to pronounce that. Um, and so you are infected with their seed. So you, uh, yeah, exactly. So you have to find a way to get that shit out of your system, and that's how the game starts, I guess. And and the whole story is just for you and your party to get that that parasite out of you before you become a, a mind flayer. So I don't know. It looks really cool. 
Really cool. Okay, well that's all I have for the news, unless somebody has something that they want to talk about. I don't know if I missed anything as what's going on in gaming news. Um, uh, oh, I played I played Satisfactory. It's it's fun. It's really a good game if you like like it's like three D Factorio. It's it's really good. Is it as involved as Factorio? Like with all the color uh, belts and everything? So, yeah, it's 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 heavy. Like it is not. It, it's neat, but it's. It, it's an exceptionally kind. It's the kind of game. It's kind of like Kerbal Space Program. It's the kind of game where you have to like, you know, start. You have to like start doing research to play that game. You don't just really. I mean, you can play it casually, but you know what I mean. Like it's, it's so complex, and it's like the the, the depth of things that you can build that you just kind of need to like, really research it. You know. Yeah, and uh, I just saw the cover of PC Gamer magazine had Kerbal Space Program 2 on it. I figure it won't be too long before it comes out. I think they were trying to get it out before the end of this year, right? And have people play with it. Gross. Oh, man, I was trying to unmute my mic. You beat me to the gross. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. So, all right, well... The only other thing I, I, I was playing, a, you know, I always have been working on my backlog. The only thing I've been trying to knock off the backlog is Grand Theft Auto V. I'm on the last heist mission in that game. Mm -hmm. And the only thing i got to say is, man, if, if none of you guys have ever picked that game up, if you find it, like, literally giving away in sale, pick it up, because the, the undertones in the story of that game match what's going on in society right now so well that it's almost funny. Like, oh, I'm just really? sitting there laughing at, yeah, this crap about the crazy, like, white trash trailer dude working with the black ghetto dude and then the, like, upper-class sellout, like, middle-aged white dude also. The three of them together say and do things that are ridiculous, and it's freaking hilarious. So, um... Just a plug for GTA V. Go do terrible things to the world. Did you remember Harold and Kumar, uh, the first one? <laughs> they go to White Castle, and there's, like this, like, and there's like this extreme guys, and one guy is making like pterodactyl noises as he's coming at you, like this chubby guy. She's like going, and making. Oh yeah, noises. yeah, yeah. So Mopi makes a pterodactyl noise like that sometimes. It's like, it's like holy shit! Like Ow! Ow! Yeah. Can't Ow. breathe. I so. broke my headset. You cracked my screen. You just wanted to me to do it. Okay. Good job. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, you, everybody, for being part of this podcast. So you yeah, be excellent out. to each other. Be excellent to each other. With that, we will end this edition of the Mutant Donkey Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mutant Donkey Podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at mutantdonkey at gmail.com. That's mutantdonkey with a three instead of an e at gmail.com. We will also put this email address in the show notes. Thank you.